Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good evening, everyone. It is Sunday, November the 13th, 2022. It is currently 7.43 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. And you, you, you may find this uh, podcast episode to be a little, I don't know, some of you may find it to be disturbing, so just be warned. We are going to be talking about a very disturbing, true story. It is bizarre. It is disturbing. It involves, well, a cult. It involves murder, and it involves a missing baby, but it's all a true story. So if, if you don't want to hear anything about a true story involving a cult, murder, and a missing baby, then, then by all means, you can skip this episode. I just want to let you know right from the start, this, uh, this, this, is going, this is a crazy story. It really, really is. And I'm going to do my best to give you some of the information. I'm going, some of this is just to inform you, right? Some of this is just to inform you so that you can go look up this podcast I'm going to tell you about. And you can subscribe to it and you can listen to it. But the reason I'm talking about it, I, I do want you to know about it, but the reason I'm talking about it is because of the cult involved. It's one of the cults that came out of the Jesus People movement. Uh, there in the 60, late 60s into the early 70s, there were a lot of these different groups, cults, that came out of that movement, and I, I'm always fast. I'm fascinated by that period of time in church history, the whole Jesus movement, the Jesus people. Uh, that was the birth of contemporary Christian music. Uh, the, really, you can look at the the um, basically Calvary Chapel. I mean, we can look at the entire Calvary Chapel movement and and how it's connected to the Jesus movement, Jesus people movement. There's there's so much in that period of time. Um, I mean, so, I mean, there's just so much that that happened during that time. But the, the different groups, the different so-called cults in that time are fascinating to me from just a theological perspective. And we could go in so many different directions. But th- here's what happened. I, I don't even know what night it was. It's late. Um, I, I know I'm going to be up. I know I'm not going to sleep well. So I start looking for different podcasts I may listen to. And I come across this one and I'm like, what is this? I'm like, this is crazy. I posted it in the Discord channel um, where I said like a, some good late night listening, right? So when I started listening to it, I knew it was going to be about murder. I knew it was going to be about a missing baby. I didn't understand the connection to the cult from the 70s. and But when they started talking about the cult, I'm like, that... That is what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk about that. So here's what my challenge is. I don't know if any of the listeners want to, but I would say if we can do a little bit of investigating and see what you can find out about this cult. It wasn't a, I don't know if we can say it was a significant one. It's a significant cult now because of this new podcast that's being done in regards to the murder and the missing baby. So it's, I guess it's, it's relevant now. It wouldn't be relevant maybe from a historical perspective, but it would be just, I, I, it would be interesting to see what information is out there about this particular cult and maybe more information will be, will come to light. I'm more interested just at that period of time, all of these different groups breaking off, doing their different things. But I'm telling you, they, they broke off in many cases because they thought they were following scripture. 
That's one of the things about the Jesus people movement, the Jesus movement of that period, the late 60s and 70s, many of them leaving, quote unquote, the hippie movement, breaking away from that, embracing Christianity. But in many cases, there was there was like their handling of the scripture was so crazy. And they and they were almost they almost created a a a fraudulent form of Christianity. They would have told you they're quoting the Bible. They would have told you they love Jesus, but it was so mixed with so, so many crazy things. And we, this, this could, we, we could get into so many theological questions here, uh, the lack of, uh, and just, just demonstrates that just someone picking up the Bible and reading it, you don't know where they're going to, you don't know what's going to happen. You could talk about the lack of authority, uh, you know, not having an authority, the church. I mean, so many issues come up. But I want to just play a little bit of this. Here's what I'm going to do. They did on the Fox News Rundown podcast, Fox News Rundown podcast. If you can find that on your favorite podcast app, the Fox News Rundown podcast. They called it uh, like an extra episode. It was an extra episode. I think it. I think it dropped Saturday, Friday or Saturday of this weekend, and um, they they basically are giving kind of an overview of this brand new podcast. They're going to give the name of the podcast. They're going to give it everything. And uh, what I did is I kind of chopped this up and edited it a little bit. I was just going to go right to the information about the cult, but I want you to at least get the basic understanding of the story. And then what's going to happen, she's going to kind of start talking about the cult. And then, boom, you're going to hear like a, a hard edit. Uh, there's like a little, you're going to hear like the end of a commercial. And then she's going to come back in and talk about it. Um, I edited it that way for a couple of reasons. One, I want you to go listen to their actual podcast, right? I want you to go listen to them. Uh, but um, I, I just wanted, I, I really just wanted to get the basic information and then more of the lengthy discussion about the cult. I think the part that I edit out, it is, there is some important stuff there. But again, my focus is on the cult itself, because I mean, this is the Theology Central podcast from a theological perspective. That's what I'm fascinated on. The other thing is just horrific and horrible. What, how did these people get murdered? Who murdered them? What's going on? What happened to the baby? There's so much. Now, I, I, I'm not going to, I'm going to, I think I've also edited out all of the spoilers. Um, so because you, you probably want to, you, if you want to listen to the podcast, I, I don't want to ruin anything for you. It's just, it's just crazy. But, uh, here we go. This comes from the Fox News Rundown podcast. It dropped this weekend. Uh, so I, I'm assuming this was Saturday night when I said this. Maybe it was last night when I said this. Uh, maybe it was Friday night. I don't, it's all, all runs together at this point. All right, but are you ready? So just so that you know, you're getting ready to hear a little bit about a podcast. It's going to talk about murder. It's going to talk about a cult. It's going to talk about a missing baby. So I just want to give you a heads up. And uh, well, thinking caps on. I, I, but anyone who would like to just kind of jump in and dive in and start looking and see what you can find out about this cult, I think it would be fascinating just to see what we could discover. But here we go. This is the Fox News Rundown Extra. I'm Chris Foster. Sometimes solving one mystery can lead to more mysteries. That's what happened with the cold case in Texas. A young couple found murdered in 1981 was identified just last year. The question then becomes, who killed them and why? And also, what happened to their baby? It's a Fox News podcast series about the case called What About Holly? Hosted by investigative journalist Christina Corbin. What about Holly? 
is the name of the podcast. What about Holly? I haven't even looked it up yet. Haven't even had a chance. What about Holly? If you do find it, if you do find the podcast, tell me which podcast app you found it on. Um, what about Holly? If you also, if you're in the Discord channel and you find the podcast, post a link to it or, or like whichever podcast app you found it so that other people can listen to it there. But what about Holly? All right. What, what, what happened to her? All right. So back that up just a little bit again so you can get the information. Here we go. Last year, the question then becomes who killed them and why? And also what happened to their baby? It's a Fox News podcast series about the case called What About Holly? hosted by investigative journalist Christina Corbin. We had her on the Rundown podcast to talk about it. There are a lot of twists and turns, though, and we had to straighten some of those out in editing to fit the story into the time we had. The whole interview is available here now. Thanks for listening and subscribing if you have. Please do if you haven't. And now, Christina Corbin on the Fox News Rundown Extra. First of all... Now, you can hear the whole interview by looking up the Fox News Rundown podcast, we won't be listening to the whole interview. Well, and, and one, I've already edited a good portion of it out, but I just want to give you the basic information and then focus in on the cult. Now, if you heard any of my sermons this morning on law and gospel, I mention the cult. I mention a little bit about this. Um, I, I kind of threw it in because after hearing a little bit of this, it just fit perfectly with what we were talking about this morning. The rich young ruler, sell all of your possessions, that kind of thing. So this kind of fits in with that. So I thought that's another reason I wanted to talk about it because I kind of I kind of gave some of the information, but not all the information. So if anyone heard that, like, I wonder what he's talking about. What cult? What cult was in Texas? Wait, what? Who is this cult? Well, now you're going to get the rest of the story. Christina, just tell me who Harold and Gail were. Okay, Harold. Um, so, teen, it's actually Dean and Tina Klaus. Um, his his uh, his like formal name, I guess, is Harold Dean Got Klaus it. Jr. But everybody referred to him as Dean. So, Dean Klaus and Tina Gail Lynn. This was a young married couple who moved from Florida to Texas in 1981. Um, for a work opportunity, and they were never seen or heard from again. And in the winter of 1981, in January of 81, um, a dog, um, a German shepherd, came upon the remains um, in the woods just outside of Houston. And at that time, nobody could identify the victims. Uh, they were labeled Jane Doe 701, John Doe 703. Um, they were found together in the woods. Uh, the crime was absolutely brutal. He was beaten to death. She was strangled. And they were young. Um, they uh, 17 and 21 years old. And law enforcement had no idea who they were. So fast forward uh, many years. In 2011, their bodies were exhumed from a potter's field in Houston, and a DNA profile was extracted from the remains, because at that time, these forensic anthropologists thought they might be able to use that DNA to find... And first of all, that's just crazy. They, they, they die in 1981, and nobody can identify them, all the way into the 2000s, and then... They, they dig the bodies up and then they run basically a DNA profile to try to figure out who they are. But all that time, they just remain unknown. Nobody knows who they are. Jane Doe, John Doe. It's just okay. So what happened to them? 
what 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 happened to them and what about a baby and where does the cult come into play find a match but they were unsuccessful and then fast forward to the fall of 2021 so this time one year ago two genetic genealogists decided to give it another go and they uploaded their DNA profile into um, GEDmatch, which is basically like a consortium of all these like consumer DNA databases. And they were able to find a distant relative of the male victim in Kentucky. And from there, they basically build out these elaborate family trees, and they were ultimately able to identify him as Harold Dean Klaus Jr. Well, when they called his family in Florida, to tell them, the family said, oh my gosh, you know, we've been wondering what happened to him all these years. Um, thank you for delivering this news to, to us. What about his wife? And they said, well, we found him with, with a, he was found with a young woman so that they were able to piece together. Well, that's Tina. And just think about that. Like all those, oh my goodness, we've been, we've been wondering what happened to him. He's been gone since 1981. I mean, that is just right there is already bizarre enough. It's that's already crazy enough. Just we, no no answers, and then all of a sudden you get a call. Yeah, we've got some DNA here, and oh well, we've been wondering. I mean, I know the way she's telling this story. Obviously, it would be much more emotional and traumatizing, at least to me. But the whole situation is just crazy. But wait, 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 wait. There's 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 more. And then it was the bombshell. Well. What about his missing 10-month-old baby? Right. And investigators, and investigators at that point were like, what, what baby? Because it, we're talking now, of course, with the benefit of what hindsight. Um, we're talking with the benefit of hindsight. But these were just, again, like you said, a John and Jane Doe. And so now... It changed it, the course. Right. It changed everything. There, so there was a child and all sorts of questions uh, came up. Well, was the child also killed and in the woods and, you know, scavengers made off with her tiny body or uh, her remains were just overlooked? Um, did somebody kidnap the baby? Did somebody kill the parents to kidnap the baby? What happened to the baby? Where is the baby? And so this cold case took on a totally new direction. And I've been following this since basically January of... So you've got two individuals who are married. It sounds like 21 and 17. They they just disappear. Really, you know, nobody knows what's happened to them. They found dead. The bodies are, are found, but no, they can't identify them. They, obviously, there's, they don't know what to do. They can't connect them to anyone. And then you go from 1981 into the 2000s, and then... Finally, finally, basically a year ago, right, the fall of 2021, they're like, okay, okay, we, we, we know who this, we know who at least the man is connected to. And then they're found a relative and they're like, oh, well, we've been, we've, we've never known. What about the wife? Well, we found the wife, they identify the wife. And then they're like, well, what about the 10 month old baby? And they're like, what, what are you talking about? What, what is going on? All right. So what about Molly, what, where, where's Molly? What, what happened to the baby? 2022, when I first read about it in the Houston Chronicle. When, so, the, I mean, obviously the family always wanted to know what happened. There was a suspicion that they may have just joined a cult and cut everybody off, right? There, now, there's where the cult comes in. All right, we got the murder. We got the missing baby. Now, here's the cult. Here is the cult, right? So they thought maybe they just joined a cult. What cult? What is the name of this cult? 
What do we know about this cult? Was the cult involved in the murder? Yes or no? Lots of questions. I just want you to hear the identity of the cult. Now, she's going to give just a little bit of information. Then you're going to hear a hard edit. Boom. You're going to hear the end of a commercial. Then she's going to come back in and give more detail. I cut out the the uh, the other information because she kind of gives just a little bit of information about the cult. And then she goes off on all this other stuff. And so I cut all of that out. You should go listen to the full thing. You should go listen to the full thing. But here we go. We're going to get to the cult in just a minute. All right. Just, just, just pay attention. Here we go. Yes. So when, so this, this couple, they grew up in Florida. They grew up in a small um, beach town on the Atlantic side of Florida called New Smyrna Beach. And when Dean was a teenager, he uh, met this uh, cult that was sort of traveling in the area at the time. His family did not know the name of this cult. Um, They were, they called them basically these Jesus freaks, but they Okay, the family just called them Jesus freaks. Okay, that was a very, almost used almost in a derogatory way, especially in the 60, late 60s, early 70s, where the Jesus people, the Jesus movement thing was happening, right? And so they would be referred to as Jesus freaks. They were referred to that sometimes in certain popular songs. You probably know, know some of the songs I'm referring to. And that's just kind of what they were called. They, but they, some of them almost embrace the idea, even though you're calling us in a derogatory, yes, we're Jesus freaks. We're, we're freaks for Jesus kind of thing. But the, these groups coming out of the hippie movement, in many cases, they, there, there was no... There was, I mean, I, you can definitely see the the uh, presence of the charismatic world in in this very much so, but it was so broken away from historical Christianity. Like there, it wasn't about creeds or confessions or systematic theologies. It was it was something else, and it and it almost took on a a new form of evangelicalism. And uh, well, I mean, there's a lot here, but these groups emerged at this time. And they're going to say a little bit more about this particular group. Had a name. The family just didn't know which cult they were, but they wore like robes and they ate out of trash cans and they... You spoke to... Okay, there was the hard edit. Now, they wore ro- they wore robes and ate out of trash cans. They wore robes and ate out of trash cans. I wonder why. Well, you can probably piece some of it together, right? Because there, there are scriptures in the Bible that would seem to indicate that Jesus wants you to sell all of your possessions and come and follow him Get rid, and, and that he will provide for you all your food. You don't need to, to, to sow and reap and gather into barns. He will provide. So you just wander the earth. You just wander around with no earthly possessions because you've sold everything. He will provide food, even if it's in a trash can. You, he just provides the food for you and you just eat and you live your life for Jesus. Right, you 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 can kind of see where they would take some of these concepts from. Right, you could see now. Some of you go, well, that's absolutely crazy. That's absolutely bizarre. Well, they would argue that you just don't want to take it serious and you don't really trust in God. You, you can see how this this could begin to develop. Now, now we did the hard edit. Now she's going to give some more information about the cult. Ooh, the cult leaders is it still christ family it's called is that right so yeah so i think people need to christ family christ family now she's going to place 
this cult in its historical context of the early 70s, late 60s. Know that in the 70s, these types of groups are really common. When we think about cults today, we think about Charles Manson, we think about Waco, we think about the really violent cults that grab the headlines. But in the 70s, there was this Jesus movement that sort of swept through the country. You know, the 1971 cover of Time magazine featured this Jesus movement. Um, sort of with their seaside baptisms and kind of, you know, uh, traveling around in, you know, robes and walking barefoot. And so they were common back then. Um, and there were many of them, but this group in particular, in my, in, in my, in the course of my investigation, I, I came to learn that this group was the Christ family group. The Christ family group. The Christ family group. All right. What do we know about them? What we I, I'm not saying it was a majorly influential one, but any of those groups about that time. Now, they're referring to it as a cult. I got, I got no problem with that. But just there were, just so that you understand, there were all these groups and and many of these groups, you could say, well, some was close, more closely connected to, say, Orthodox biblical Christianity. Others were further removed from them, but it was a very just, it was a movement. It was just the Jesus people. And some of them had nothing, to, they, well, some of them, and you can get into a whole discussion here because of their long hair and their music and their dress, many of them was not welcomed into the established church. They were like, no, if you want to be here, you got to cut your hair, stop listening to that rock and roll, wear a suit. And many of them were like, no, we like Jesus. We don't like the church. And you can see this almost like conflict between, well, and that's kind of the birth of of contemporary Christian music, where there was almost a hostility between it and the church. There was, and we could get into a whole discussion about that. Now, Calvary Chapel and others kind of embraced them, that you can bring your long hair, bring your clothes, and bring your music in. And again, we could, I mean, there's so many different directions this could go. Uh, So, but let's just back that up again. So we can, once again, I want you to hear their name, because I want you to see I'm just curious to see what you can find about them. Group in particular, in my in in my in the course of my investigation, I, I came to learn that this group was the Christ Family Group, and it was a group that was founded by a man named Charles McHugh. His followers called him Lightning Amen, uh, as the story. Lightning Amen is what he was called. Lightning Amen. Now his real name. Let's go back one more time so we can get all the information here. If you're writing down, you should be taking notes. In my in, in my in the course of my investigation, I, I came to learn that this group was the Christ Family Group. And it was a group that was founded by a man named Charles McHugh. Charles McHugh, and he was called by his followers Lightning Amen. His followers called him Lightning Amen. Uh, as the story goes, he went on a 40-day fast in the Mojave Desert sometime in the early 70s, and he emerged believing he was Christ reincarnated. Christ reincarnated. All right. So clearly this has left the the complete realm of Orthodox biblical Christianity. He is Christ reincarnated. Many false Christ will come. Many false Christ will come. And that that's, it's, it's been happening. It is happening. It's been going on. We could, we could take those, those scriptures. Some of that deals with what happened up to 70 AD, but just know, I mean, it's, it's always been the case Jesus warned, beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening, ravening wolves. 
That's always been the case. We always have to be a lookout in false prophets. This would be easier to detect. Hey, I'm Jesus reincarnated. Okay, that would be easier to detect. But some of those groups may not have been as easy to detect. Some of them, but anyone could just take the Bible and, and do whatever. Let, let's see what else we can learn about the group. And the group had three major tenants, um, no killing of any kind. That included, you know, animals, even mosquitoes. Um, so no killing. Now, that would be like, okay, well, then they probably didn't have anything to do with the murder, or did they? Or did they know about the murder? Like, like what happened? Okay. But not you can't, can't even kill a mosquito. So no killing at all. That was tenant number one. Just no killing, period. Um, no sex. Um, you know, uh, uh, men and women, if you were, if you joined and you were a married couple, you were, you were no longer together in that way. So basically, they, it, it was the removing, dissolving of any earthly relationship. Like, you, you, it's not about being husband and wife anymore. You're now followers of Christ. Now you're to be brothers and sisters in Christ. You're not to engage in sex. You are now to give that up for Christ so that you can follow him, so that your focus can be on that and not preoccupied with, in a sense, a physical relationship, right? You, you could see how they would try to make that argument. And what do you think the third one was? What do you think the third one was? I, I think you can probably guess. Uh, they, they believe that everybody was sort of equal on equal footing, and so they did not believe in, in sex. And then the third uh, tenant was no materialism. So all your worldly possessions had to be sort of liquidized and li liquidized and given away. You got to get rid of all your earthly possessions, sell all of your possessions, give them away. You give them all away and you can see why God's going to provide, right? He provides for the birds. He provides for the flowers. You sell all of your goods. You show your trust in Christ. Do you care about this world? Seek first the kingdom of God, not the things of this world. We talked a lot about this this morning, right? Now let's see what else is going to happen. Um, liquidated and given away. Um, so yes, so those were the three tenants. And, um, you know, at its, in its heyday, there were a lot of people who, there were like maybe 2000 people who were part of this cult and they traveled from city to city, um, in the wind, as they would say. And, you know, they often hitchhiked to get around. So that was one theory, um, with the couple that perhaps they hitchhiked and they got in the, in the car with the wrong person. There are many theories as to what might have happened, but yes, the, the group that they were associated with, we've come to find out, is the Christ family. And the Christ family is pretty much defunct today. Um, there's like three or four active members who live out in Riverside County, California, which was basically home base for Lightning Amen, um, who died in 2010. Got it. So was he, a, was he a true believer or was he, you know, a ripoff artist? Well, I guess that depends on who you ask. Um, religious experts say that this is a cult, that this falls far outside the norm of traditional Christian denominations. Um, they smoked marijuana. They believed it was a God-given herb. Um, they did not believe there was any place for children in this group. So families were torn apart. They had to give up their kids. Um, because, you know, traveling on the road and hitchhiking from place to place wasn't right for a child. So there was that. Um, and of course, the no sex thing. Um, and, and so, yeah, I mean, 
everybody I've interviewed um, calls this group a cult. But if you speak to the members of of this group, they will say otherwise. Um, a lot of people say they believe this group was well-intentioned in the beginning, and then somewhere along the way just kind of went off the rails. Um, Lightning Amen was arrested for possession of a firearm and methamphetamines, and um, he did serve time in prison. Um, and so, uh, yeah, you know, and even even my interviews with former members, they'll tell you this was a cult, that they were brainwashed. Um, you know, some people might say this group was harmless, maybe because they didn't believe in physical violence, but not harmless psychologically and mentally. Like, you know, they they were said to basically brainwash um, their members. And I interviewed, so in this podcast, I interviewed a former member, Maureen Clark, who spent a year and a half with this group. I interviewed a woman we're identifying as MJ, who was a child when her parents joined this group. And unlike most other children, she was allowed to travel with the group for about a year and a half. And she talks about how um, she was given marijuana to smoke as a three-year-old and some other crazy things that she witnessed. So, you know, in this in this podcast, it was really important for me to actually speak with eyewitnesses, to actually speak with people who really were intimately familiar with the group and how it operated. And again, you know, I was speaking to this group not because I was looking to judge the group and its practices, but really because I wanted to answer one key question was, did this group have anything to do with, did they have any knowledge of the murders of Dean and Tina Klaus? And so that was really why I tried to do a deep, deep dive into who they were. Fall is chaos. And there you have it. The Christ family group. Again, the, the podcasting, well, that, that podcast there that we were just listening to is the Fox Rundown. That's their extra uh, episode they did on, I believe, Saturday. The What About Molly is the uh, podcast that we're looking for. That's the Christ family group that we're going to try to do more, inf- find more information on. But it really just opens up the, the, the idea to what was happening at that time where you just had all of these groups taking scripture. And for all of, for everything that they did, I guarantee you, I could find scriptures to try to justify that. Well, don't you love God more than mother and father and children? Well, then clearly you got to forsake your family and follow Christ. Don't you love Christ more than than sexual relation? Well, give that up so you can focus on the kingdom of God. You are to give up all of your earthly possessions and seek first the kingdom of God. And don't worry about what you're going to eat or what you're going to wear. God is going to provide it for you. You can, you can, you can see how all of that could be used. And we, we talked about that this morning and why we need a proper distinction between law and gospel, but we won't go into all of that. I thought I would at least bring this to your attention. Now you're like, well, what happened and how did it end? Well, I'm not going to tell you that because my I want to drive you there. I want you to listen to their podcast. Fox News Rundown, that's the easiest way to get at least the basic story. Then you can go track down What About Molly? And you know what happens to some of these podcasts like these. They, the story is so bizarre and crazy. Next thing you know, it becomes a mini series on Netflix or somewhere else or another streaming service, or it becomes a, a movie. So um, this this one has this one's got that kind of thing written all over it. But uh, the Christ family group, who were they? And uh, 
Oh, what about Holly? Thank you. Not Molly. I think I said Molly. Okay, thank you. What about Holly? Not Molly. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Twyla. So Twyla was paying attention. Good. I wasn't, obviously. All right. But uh, so we definitely want to uh, look. And I think, let me look here. I'm just going to see how easy it is to find. I was afraid I was going to do that because I, I never remember anyone's name. It took me 40 years to remember uh, Twyla's name. Okay. So, all right. I'm going to do a search here. I don't know if it's going to show up on most platforms. Oh, there it is. What about Holly? What about Holly? It was a, a January afternoon in 1981 when a man's German shepherd came upon a grisly discovery in the woods outside of Houston. The badly decomposed remains of a young man beaten to death and a woman who was strangled. For 40 years, the victims were nameless until 2021. What about Holly? What about Holly? And I found it here um, on, um, let's see here, on the Pocket Cast podcast app. Okay. Uh, okay, good. Uh, Twyla says she's posted a bunch of things about it on Discord. She says it's on Apple Podcast and Spotify. It's on Pocket Cast. And it looks like there's been nine episodes. The la- last one was November the 3rd. All right. And I'm going to hit subscribe to it. And uh, if you do listen to it, um, I definitely would like for you to give me your thoughts about it if you do listen to it. Um but again, I, I'm just more interested from the cult perspective. Who is this cult? Who is this cult? And just because that's the theological connection uh, to me. But it's a crazy story. I thought I would at least bring it to everyone's attention this evening. Um, and uh, there we go. What about Holly? Not Molly. What about Holly? All right, good. Maybe messing it up makes me have to reemphasize it so it'll be easy for you to find. All right. So thank you, Twyla, for correcting that because I would have went back and listened to it going, no, I now need to do, an- do another episode to correct it. Okay, so there we have it. Um, yeah, just beware of false prophets. They have been, they are, and they will forever will be. Someone coming along claiming that they know scripture, they got this figured out, they got this figured out, and they can lead people to absolute ruin and destruction. We do not know. And, and you, you'll you have to listen to see whether the cult was involved or not involved. I'm not in any way making any accusations uh, upon them, but I will make accusations against their utterly false doctrine, twisting of scripture, and their leader ble- believing he's the reincarnation of Jesus. All of that I will absolutely condemn. Whether Whatever their involvement is in this mystery, you can listen and determine their involvement or their association with all of that. But from just a, a, the, just that period of time, it's just so crazy. All of these groups and, 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 well, so much we could say about that. All right. If you uh, look into this, if you find any information about the cult, let me know. And uh, maybe we'll be talking about this again. We will see. Um, we'll just see. I just wanted to bring it to everyone's attention because I thought it was interesting and maybe you'll find it to be interesting as well. You can contact me and give me your thoughts on all of this. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. The Fox News Rundown. You can look for that and look for the episode that we were just listening to. What about Holly? What about Holly? I almost did it again. Uh, You can subscribe to that. And the Christ Family Group is the name of the cult. Um, And it, well, it appears that they were in Texas. Um, 
at that point in time. And I, I don't know where all the other places they were, but uh, all of it, I think, to be very interesting. All right, thanks for listening. Everyone have a great night. God bless.